Hashem, he has three promises Hashem tells Avram Avinu at the beginning of the parasha. Avarchecha, I'm going to bench you. Rashi says it means bimama, you're going to be rich. Avram Avinu, one promise, I'm going to make you rich. Agadla Shemecha, I'm going to make you famous. So one, you're going to be rich. Agadla Shemecha, I'm going to make you famous. Heye bracha, and you're going to be a bracha, which let's learn the simple pshat, I'm giving you the power of blessings. Heye bracha, you have the power to bless. Three gifts Hashem gives Avram Avinu. I'm going to give you, make you rich, I'm going to make you famous, and I'm going to give the power of blessings to you, Avram Avinu. Avram Avinu then, we, we move on in the parasha, God has promised him to be rich. Now the reason Avram Avinu wants to be rich, and Hashem promised him to be rich, obviously, Avram's mission is to spread Yadus, is to spread Das Hashem. And in order to fund his idealism, he needs money. To have any idealism, you need money to fund your idealism. You can have a lot of ideas to build a lot of things. You need the money to pay for your ideas. So Avram Avinu is promised by Hashem, I'll make you rich. You can fund your idealism. Fame. It means I'm going to give you a platform. Avram Avinu has ideas he wants to spread to the world. I'll give you a platform to spread the ideas. Those are the two things. And then Hashem promises that you'll have the power of bracha. Whoever you bless will be blessed. That's what Hashem promises. Avram Avinu, you'll have the Hayyeh bracha. You will be, Rashi, the words of Rashi are, Blessings are put in your hand. Until now it was in my hand. I bless, bless Adam and Nayach. You'll bless whoever you want. Very fascinated by that, Shuki. Like the first two gifts Hashem gave Avram, I understand. He gives him money. I get it. Avram wants, is idealistic. You need money to fund his projects. Fame, I totally understand. It means you'll have a platform. Avram could want to be Makar of the whole world. How is he going to talk to the world? I'll make you famous. People will be interested in what you're teaching and what you're giving over. Those two I understand fully. What's this third thing? Heyeh bracha. Till now I gave out blessings, you'll give out blessings. What is that? What does Avram want that for? It sounds very powerful. Whoever you want to bless, you can bless. There are people who clearly, clearly have the power of bracha. They're yidin, you meet, who have the power of bracha, and they give brachas and it's mekoyim. Very powerful. What is this that Hashem gave Avram? We all would like it, because it's geshmak. What is that? What? That what? Magen Avram. Makes a, there are other pshatim Daniel for certain. I'm asking on this first pshat of Rashi, and Rashi brings other pshatim. Rashi himself at the beginning of the parasha brings other pshatim. I'm asking the Hevra, what is this? Aaron, why would Avram want this? What is this? I'll make you powerful. What is that? What does that do, Yehuda? What does that accomplish? Hashem said, Heyeh bracha. 
the brachas are given to you till now I benched people from now on you bench who you want now, now Rashi's second shot's like Daniel I'm very proud of Daniel Rashi says oh. a second shot Rashi has a second shot is Heye Bracha that you're going to end the Bracha Magen Avram. Rashi's second shot is like Daniel, outstanding. I'm now focused, Daniel, on the first shot of Rashi, and I'm asking the guys, let's get sophisticated. Mayor, I have no agenda, I don't know Pshat. I really don't know Pshat. What did he give Avram? That's very cool. By the way, anybody here would like this gift. God would say, I'm now giving you the power of brachas are in your hand. Let's get more sophisticated. What is it? It's very cool. So you can bench anybody you want. You're quite powerful. And when you say something to somebody, you have the power to bench. It's an amazing power. By the way, who got the power from Avram? Did that power just give in to Avram and disappear? Is it possible his children got the bracha? Yidn are always giving brachas. Did we get that power, by the way? It says, hey, yeah, bracha, which means you have the power of blessings. What is that? Why does Avram want that? What is that? What is that that the power of blessings are by Avram? That he has money? All of us understand what he wanted with money, what he would do with money, would fund his idealism. Avram gets fame. We all understand it. What is this power Hashem gave this? fascinating gift Avram Avinu till now I benched people you're the man now you decide who to bench what is that what is that that he gave Avram Avinu yes please I don't know if I need help with that but the first two part the first two brothers are Chesed Avram's Chesed and Hashem's giving him the opportunity to give money and have a platform to do Chesed Avram Chesed Wow. Wow. Wow, fascinating. I'm, I'm, I, I have no further comment. I want to I work on it further. It's something to think about, Aaron. I'll be honest. Like, I didn't prepare on this third. You'll see we're going, we're going somewhere else today. You'll see in a minute. But I, it's something I want to think about, Mayor, a lot. I, don't, I, I just haven't put tons of thought into this. It's very interesting, this third thing given to Avram, you have the power of blessings. Is this someone's physical world give bracha? He Hashem sees everything. Someone who's in the physical world gives brachas. Isn't that wild? But he's, it's a, he's able to give more brachas because Hashem sees everything in the picture. Someone's... Could they? Could Morty saying a claim? Should we? Fascinating. It's really something unique. It, the, uh, the first two things we all understand what he was saying, Tavram. I want to think further about this third gift, Tavram Avinu. We fast forward in the parsha, and Avram Avinu wins an epic war. Avram Avinu, Sidlite, who had gone to Stone, who had separated from Avram Avinu Mo, and had gone to Stone. 
And Sodom is captured by four kings. There's an epic clash. Four kings against five. Welcome home, Benji. Good to have you back, Benji. It's good to have you back. Benjula, there's an epic war. Four kings against five kings. And the four kings that are stronger than I am win this war. And they capture the five kings. And amongst the captives is Light, the nephew of Avram Avinu. And Avram Avinu sees that his nephew's been captured. And he decides, Vayishma Avram, Avram Avinu hears, Ki Achib, that his brother, means his nephew, has been captured. Vayarek is Chanichav. Vayarek, the Gemara has different shatim, but it means to arm. He arms his men, Yelide Beisai, the kids of his house. Shmaina Asar Ushlai Shmei, 318 kids, and he gets them ready for war. He trains his chevra to fight a war, and he says, we're going to fight now, and to get back, we're going to claim back, um, we're going to claim back and fight back this time. Comes, get back light, because light's been captured, so he arms, he arms his men, 318, and they go fight. Chazal, fascinating. I didn't tell you this, David. Chazal criticized Avram for this. Avram is punished because he made his... It says, He made Talmidacham work for him. Some criticism, he should have hired an army, not his own Talmidacham soldiers. Now, he was going to fight a war. It's an amazing day in Avram Avinu's yeshiva. He comes into yeshiva that day, he says, Chevra, we're not going to have she. You know, he had Nachum Wolf send out a post. No shear today. We're going to fight a war today. A very exciting day. I'm sure the Talmudim were fired up. He said, guys, today no shear. We're fighting a war. Now, Chazal say, Avram Avinu shouldn't have been Asa and Gariyo, but Talmud Chacham. He should not have had the Talmud Chacham work for him. Nonetheless, Avram comes he arms his, 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 his Talmidim and he says, we're fighting a war. They then fight the war and we know they beat, they beat the four kings. After they beat the four kings, Avram is now the proud king and owner of nine countries. Once you win the war, remember five countries have been captured by the four. There are nine countries that Avram Avinu owns. So Melech Stein says to Avram, he, and he, he comes, I, I picture a meek, he'd just been freed, he, he, he was a dead man. He was languishing in jail, and the four kings had Sedaim in jail. He's nothing, he was not a king, not anything. Avram captures back his country, and Melech Sedaim comes to Avram, and he says, Avram, tamely on Nevesh, can I have my country back? Can I become the king? I'd like my people back. You keep all the billions of dollars. The economy is yours. But can I have at least have my people? I rebuild my money. You, you keep the money. God promised you to be rich. You keep the money. And give me back my people. Avram says to Hashem, I swear to God. There's a mashmais in some Rishonim. It means I've already sworn to God. Either he's swearing now or reporting that I had sworn, I'm not taking one shoelace from you, I swear. 
He swears not to take from the booty, which is very strange. God promised him to be rich. He has a miracle. He wins this war. He trains his Talmudim. They win an epic war, and now he's a rich man. You should say, Hashem, thank you. You made me rich. Thank you. He swears not to take a penny. Now, I want to read the Psukim because I have asked many people, well, I have a question. I don't know the answer, Hever. Why didn't Avram keep the money? I have no idea. Now, when I ask people the question, they say, Kalish, read the end of the Pasuk. And I say back to them, read Rashi. Listen to the end of the Pasuk. Please listen well. He swears, he says, from a string to a nal to a shoelace, I won't take. If I take anything of yours, I don't want you to say, I don't want you, David, Clara, I don't want you, Melech Sdaim, to say, I made Avram Avinu wealthy. That's why I want it from God. I don't want you to have room to say, I made Avram wealthy. So it looks like Kalish, that's why he didn't take the booty. Now, you're not reading, you didn't read Rashi. Could Melech Sdaim, if he keeps the booty, say, I made Avram Avinu wealthy? That's one of the silliest things I ever heard in my life. <laughs> Melech Sdaim is sitting in jail and is nothing. He's no longer king, he's been deposed. He was beaten by the four kings. Avram wins a miraculous war and is now the owner, the proud owner of nine countries and all their economy. Melch Sadaim said, I made Avram Avinu wealthy. You were languishing in jail. You did nothing. If you read the Psukim, Mayor, more carefully, and this is how Rashi learns, I swear I won't take anything from the booty. Unexplained why. Vim ekach mikola sherloch, says Rashi, if you say, okay, Avram, you're not taking the booty, but I want to give you some money. Yaakov, the analogy I would give is if you find a guy's wallet with $1,000, so you return it to him, the guy's like, I can't believe you did it, and he gives you a $50 tip. Avram Avinu can keep all the booty of war, and he gives it to Melech Sadaim. Melech Sadaim says, Avram Avinu, I want to give you a million bucks. He returned him $5 billion. Melech Sadaim says, I want to give you a little reward. On that, Avram Avinu said, I'm not taking that either. I don't want you to say you made Avram wealthy. The gift that you want to pay me for returning you all your wealth, that I'm not going to take. That's how Rashi learns. But why didn't he take the booty? Not spoken. God doesn't tell us. Now, I want to learn Torah. I want to understand. I do not know the reason, Dan Kalish, why he didn't take the booty. I don't know. I want to offer you a theory. I don't know. It's not spoken. If you read the Pesukim well, the way Rashi teaches us, Chumash Rashi, he swears not to take the booty and gives no reason. Melech Sidaim might offer him some money on that, Avram Avinu says, and if you say you're going to give me money, I won't take it because I don't want you to say I made Avram Avinu wealthy. But what about the booty? I don't know why he doesn't take it. The booty swears not to take Yaakov. And the money that Melch Sadaim promises, I'll give you some money. Ah, don't give me anything. I don't want you saying you made Avram Avinu. Why didn't he take the booty? It's a pella. It's unspoken, and I don't know why he didn't take the booty. Now, somebody could claim, I don't want to be a pretend person. You have to learn the Chumash. Somebody could say it's going on both. He swears not to take the booty. 
And he says, if you want to pay me some money for return to your country, is going both. I don't learn that way and don't believe that because how could he say I made Avram wealthy on the booty? On the loot of war, he had no shaykhus, he was captured. How come also, I'm the one who made Avram wealthy? Are you, you were sitting in jail, Melchizedek. No. You, you didn't make Avram wealthy. L'chayra, that's not the pshat. It doesn't, to me, it doesn't make sense. On the money he's going to give, that's pshat. I don't want you saying you gave me anything. That was your own money you gave from B'nai Knazai, from your own wealth. I don't want a handout from you. So I have no cash, David Clare, why you didn't take a little tip from Melech Sedaim. I don't want you saying you made me wealthy. I want it from God. Why you didn't take the loot of war? That's what I'm asking. Before I get to resolving, I have two approaches why you didn't take the loot of war. I'm honest, I don't know. What? He had other ways. He had other ways he became wealthy. He definitely did. He had commerce. It says from Mitzrayim. He does take from Mitzrayim later on. And it says he became rich from Mitzrayim. Before, he had money. Probably he did more business with that. Obviously, Hashem promised he's going to be rich. He got rich. Avram was very, very wealthy. It says, The Pesachim report that he was very rich. We definitely don't know all the ways he became rich. I'm sure he struck a lot of good business deals. The Torah is not a history book. So it doesn't. I'm sure Avram did a lot of business, had a lot of good deals, and became wealthy. That's, Avram was very rich. That's open Pesachim. Hashem promises him rich, he becomes rich. But he swears not to take booty. It doesn't say why. Yaakov, I have a fascinating theory. I don't know I'm right. I say it... We spoke yesterday. You're not allowed to put your things on Avram Avinu. So I really want to close the question. I'm trying to learn the Torah. I don't know. God wanted me and you to know that Avram swore not to take the booty. It's so odd to me because it seems like this is exactly... God promises him to be rich and then he, he got it made. He wins this miraculous war and gets rich. Take the money. He says, no, I swear not to take, not, not a dime. It's like, it's so interesting. And it, it's so fascinating that it doesn't say the reason. Now you read the Pesukim fast. says, Like I explained, that's on the tip that Mel Sadoim wanted to give him. You can ask Matis, Matis, I'd love to know why I didn't take the booty. I have a theory that I'm going expre- to express in one minute, but I admit that I don't know. Now, I want to say something that's not a theory. And this I didn't tell you, David, and I moved beyond. Tzadikim had big cheshbainas. They think and they have deep cheshbainas, some very from cheshbainas, like lofty and elevated cheshbainas. And whatever pshat is, Avram had a big cheshbain. That I'm sure this was... This was deep, and all L'shem Shemayim, he has billions of dollars, he swears not to take a dime, Yaakov. The next Pasuk is one of the most moving Pesukim in the Kola Torah, Kula to me. If, you know, the Torah gives you windows into the, into the minds of Tzadikim, Yak. The next Pasuk, like, it's, it's worth, Parashas Lech Lecha comes, it is my brother, it's a parasha, but this Pasuk is so exciting, I feel like we get a window into Avram, into great people that's so enlightening. I didn't tell you this, David, and I need you to hear this. Here Avram has, David Clare, Avram has lofty cheshbainas, not to take, not to take from El Sadaim. But then he says, Biladai, but one second, besides me, 
Biladai besides for me, taking me out of the equation. It's one of the nicest words in the Torah, Biladai. Besides for me. It's not all about me. Take me out of this equation. Biladai besides for me. My men fought with me. Remember, he brought his Talmidim. And he also had three friends of Ramavinu who were good, loyal friends. Aner, Eshkol, and Mamre. He had three friends. He says, the, the, except that which my youngsters ate during war, they had to supply themselves. They had, they had, they had needs to live during the war. And the chalak of the men who fought with me, they're taking their portion. I have cheshbainus and I'm going to be all from, but I'm not mevater on the people who fought with me. Probably my, one of my favorite psokim in Kol Because people could be all from and have deep cheshbainus and forget the next guy. You're so from. From kite and chumras. Does your wife pay for your chumras? Very nice, you're so from. Does your wife pay for your chumra? Are you allowed to put your chumra on your wife even? He speaks about, the Messiah Sisharim has a parrot called Mishkala Chasidus, where he talks about different Chasidus, Lufnim Mishur Sadin, people do, and he describes that it's not let it cost other people. And the window into an Avram Avinu with lofty, lofty Cheshbainus, but he says, it's not just me, I have people for it. And then I'm not Mivatar, one dollar, one pastrami sandwich on the guy who fought with me. Bill or die, besides for me, what the people, the men who fought with me, they're getting their chilek. You get a window into greatness. You get a window that's so important for us children of Avram Avinu into how to function that you can have all the loftiness of your, on your mind and all the great madragas. Once you have a wife, you have children. There's a story I want to share with you. There was a Yid, a Paisik in the five towns. His name was Rabbi Stein, a very special Paisik. Now, Paiskim Paskin. That's why they're called the Paisik. Paiskim liked to Paskin. Very, they trained for it. Something you train for. They know a lot of halacha. Rabbi Stein was a Paisik. And he Paskin. Beautiful. People asked him Shailas. And he Paskin. A beautiful Yidu Paskin. I have to get more. Somebody could ask. His sons are Rabbanim in the five towns. Somebody could ask them the story. The last many months of his life, he stopped Paskin. That's very hard. A Paisik loves to Paskin. They clarify the Allah, it's a big zchus, it's a big merit, something they're trained for, it's a precious to teach halacha to Klal Yisrael, it's a big zach. He stopped paskening. His son asked him, why did you stop paskening, Dad? And he said something so moving. He said that I'm very sick, and to me, I'm, I'm very from, I'm very careful. I'm, I, I tend now to be machmir, to be very stringent on things, and I don't want to be overly strict on a yid. Dazzling, dazzling. I'm holding here. Doesn't mean he should suffer from my from cat. He stopped paskining for worry. He would be too strict. Avram Avinu with cheshbainus to the moon, cheshbainus that are mamish lofty to the shemaim. But when it comes to the men who fought with me, I'm not mivater one dollar. To them, I get their gashmiyistic needs. I get them and understand them. This is how tzaddikim live. This is the demand for every person.
You could have all the lofty cheshbonus and thoughts for yourself. That's wonderful. But you're keenly aware of the worldly practical needs and cheshbonus. Your frumkite doesn't cost another person. It's such gorgeous tzukim. Such gorgeous... I don't know how a person could live without these two psukim. I don't know. We'd be finished if we didn't have these two psukim. Amazing. We're going to try to figure out Avram's cheshbon. And for sure it's a lofty, elevated cheshbon, billions of dollars, that he's going to use l'shem shemayim. I swear not to touch it. But one second, I have men with me. It's so hard to live like this because if you're, if you're thinking lofty cheshbon, so what do you mean? I'm in shemayim. I'm no, 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 but the guy next to me, what? There's, there's mice with Rabbi Yisrael Salanter like this. Rabbi Yisrael had a mice with his Talmidim. Rabbi Yisrael's Talmidim were huge, and he, he, he brought them big places. He yelled at them for not being worldly when it comes to somebody else's needs. You could have all the heavenly cheshbonus, but, but the person next to you has a need. I'm so moved, these two psukim, Hever, these two psukim that are so demanding of us. Big cheshbonus for ourselves, big madregus, but so practical, so down to earth on the needs of somebody else. There's a line that was said from Rabbi Yisrael Salanter that everybody should memorize. Everybody. You have to know this line in your sleep, and the line is, Yen is Gashmias, is your Ruchnias. Yenem, somebody else's physical needs are your Ruchnias. It's very nice. You're focused on spirituality, connection to God. You're, your mind's in big places as it should be. But his physical needs are your ruchnis. You can have all the, all the, and you sh- could and should be in very high places thinking about high things, but not avoiding and forgetting about the practical needs. There are many stories of G'daylim that, that, but it all comes from Avram, from our starter, from the starter, from, from Avinu, from our tat, it all comes from here. There are many stories of great people, they were holding in, in like grace of place and big places. But Mitzad Shani, somebody told, I, I, there's, endless, there's countless stories. Why I'm about to say this story? Like you could do endless stories. This is this somebody I'm close to, like shared with me and it moved me in this way. Somebody described to me that Shmuel Birnbaum was very, very old at the time of this story. He was old and wasn't at his full take of his full strength. The Mir Rosh Hashiva in Brooklyn was a massive. I was Zaycha to speak to him and learning a few times. It was fire. He loved Tyre. It was a party. He would scream and yell and learning. There are famous videos, if you want to see him handling and learning. I've shown Shuki some amazing videos. Viggy, we have to show Viggy at one point. Welcome home, Viggy Greenwald. Just beautiful, Teddy. Beautiful, Teddy. I feel like our heart is back. Thank you. Thank you, Viggy. We need you here. So, yeah, 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 yeah. I see Nachi's mask. Nachi's mask. Show Nachi. Show Nachi, Viggy Greenwald. Show him he deserves to see Viggy. Send it to Viggy. Show him Viggy. Nachi Sklar should get to see you, Viggy. Uh, uh, uh. Put it near. Perfect, perfect. Make sure he sees him. So like this, Chet. You got 
Who has the keys? Oh, oh. So, like this, Reb Shmuel Birnbaum used to say a shir every Friday night. His, he would eat his Suda Shabbos about an hour, however long it took. And then Talmidim would come and he would learn Chumash with his Talmidim on, on, on a Leil Shabbos, Friday night. He would, learn, he would learn Chumash with the Talmidim. It was a, gr- a group of very serious students of Reb Shmuel Birnbaum. Amongst them, a Yid, a mentor of mine, would come to Reb Shmuel's house and he would give a share on Chumash. They would learn for like two hours, Meir Chumash. And he would say, Dvarim Nifloim, I have the Sefer that he, a, a lot of the Chedushim he said on those Friday nights, there's a Sefer for Reb Shmuel Birnbaum on Chumash. He, he would say over beautiful Chedushim Torah. So this year I'm close to was there for two hours. Friday night, he went for like 15 years. After the two hours, I remember he's an old, old man. After the two hours are up, Reb Shmuel walked close to an hour. I can't, 45 minutes to an hour. They walked Reb Shmuel. When Tyre Tamima built the new base Medrash, they had learning round the clock for like seven days. I don't know how long. They wanted to like be mechanic. They wanted a they wanted to bring in the new base medrash, so they had shiurim around the clock and learning around the clock in the base medrash to like inaugurate their new base medrash. So Friday night they asked the great Mirosh Hashiva to say a shear there. So this yid I know walked Reb Shmuel from his house to the shin of Shmuel was kulei tyranayim. So the whole way there. Reb Shmuel, people, Talmid Chum were walking with him to the Shear, and the entire way straight they learned, an hour walk or so, people asked, Kol Kula, he knew everything, asked this Kasha, fired away, learning the whole time. He gets to Torah Tamima, says a Shear, after the Shear, people crowd around him, and they're firing away and learning straight. Then they walk back, and new people were walking with new questions. It says in Tamura, it says, and they're asking him, Kola Kola, learn. He said that that oh. night, it, it ended way into the night he came home, and he had just learned straight from the shear he gave, learned the whole time there, gave an eon shear there, learned the whole way back. Kola And he said, he said that he got up early the next morning. He was an old man. He got up early the next morning to say a shir. He said a shir before davening in the mirror yeshiva. But he said when they got to the block, he's walking back. His mind was kulay tayra. And in the entourage of people walking with him was his grandson. When they got to the block where his grandson needed to go, and he was an old man, Rav Shmuel started being matriach. Should I go walk my grandson home? Somebody here going to walk home? He started worrying who's going to get his grandson home safely. And the Yid was nishtaimim. Here his mind was like kulay and tayra. He hadn't been mafsik for hours. But he came to the corner and his grandson needed to get home. His mind was focused, stark. How's his grandson getting home? Who's going ma- to take care of his grandson? His mind was right there. This is said that the great one's minds are in two places. And they're holding in big madragas and thinking in Tyran and Ruchnius, but so present to the needs of those around them. And this separates the people that are Rama Avinu's children and people that are, that are Aziv, that are Rafars. I say you're farce, they're not Avram, they're not Avram. When a person's mind is tired, and what costs his family pays for it, he's not attuned to his wife's needs.
His mind, he's holding, so he's not sensitive to what his wife needs. He's not sensitive to his kids' needs. He's, he's holding, but he's not sensitive to his kids. He's not acting like Avram Avinu. He never read these psukim. He's learning something different. The psukim that we learn and the Torah we learn is the great human being whose mind has elevated cheshbainus, but the next person is so grounded and so aware of the next person's needs. On their Eshkel and Mamre, Avram Avinu is not mevater, one pickle, one slice of pastrami for them. They're getting every penny they're entitled to. I am my Cheshbonus. But for them, I demand, Avram Avinu demands, the money they have and they're owed and they deserve. I'm not mevater. My, I swear I won't take a dollar or a penny. The men with me, that I'm not mevater, I'm one penny. That way, David, to live is so crucial and vital. Live in a ruchniyastik world for yourself. Huge, huge. But be present and aware for your children. You can have all the lofty cheshbonus in your mind, and you should, and you should. But don't lose sight to the practical needs of those around you. Yenis gashmius is your ruchniyast. His gashmius is your ruchniyast. Very... These psukim are so deeply instructive. I love learn. I love studying it. But let's go back, Rabbi Say. Why did Avram Avinu swear not to take from the booty? And the answer is, I don't know. I want to tell you something that I that I think about. I am zero claiming. I don't know Avram. I, I don't. I only know what Hashem tells us about Avram. I am not saying this is the cheshbon of Avram. I don't know if I'm entitled to say this. And I do know that Hashem wants me to study Torah. And Hashem told me, Avram swore not to take it. And it befuddles me. Why? So I need to learn my tata, Avram. And I don't know the answer. Could I share something with the Chevra that I want to share with you? It used, I used to be Zaycha to say a Gemara Shir. I used to be Zaycha to say a Gemara Shir every day. I miss it a lot. I had this chos. Take it when you had this chos. Appreciate you had this chos. Today I'm not zayich, but I used to say Gemara Shir daily. And once in a while you'd come to Shir. The guys here, I'm looking at Rebbeim. See the guys, I was zayich. We learned together Gemara every day. No, we learned. Is it true, Emes? So once in a while you come to Shir, and the Shuki, you, we, okay. Shuki was one of the last years. Johnny, you. I was like, Johnny could say this. You, you won of the last years. Maybe the last year. Maybe the last year. Maybe the last year. <laughs> That's why it ended. Okay, okay, okay. Whoa. I didn't realize. Wow. I do have to leave soon. Wow, I'm late. Okay, I have to be sad. Okay. Very quickly. Lemaisa, okay. very quickly, very, very quickly, is like this, Hevra, very quickly, is that, so, so once in a while you come to Shir Daiv, and, and the Hevra is the not them. The Hevra, you see, sometimes you fight through. Sometimes you fight through, you give Shir. Sometimes, Mayor, the Hevra needs pizza. Right down the block was a pizza store. We could just run together as a Hevra to the pizza shop. As a chevre, let's get. There was a 7 Eleven, a 30 second walk away. You could get a quick, a, a quick cider, a can of coke. The chevre would come back with his. The problem, Dave, is, 
is that we, we all have biases. So very now, the chevra needs cider. Maybe you want a cider, Kalish. It's very easy to say, the chevra needs some pizza. It's easier to eat pizza than to say share. It's very dangerous. How many things we do where we claim the chevra needs pizza, Pasha, you know? <laughs> you want a slice of pizza, Kalish. We have to call out our biases. So an eight severe, I used to think, is I would tell myself, it was very hard to call the bias, I wanted that slice of pizza. Good portion of French fries, a good cider. So I would say, Dan, you're not getting one slice of pizza. This year, I don't care, you ever bring the guys, but you have to say it before. You can't, once you go and then you don't take, maybe you went because you thought you might take. You make a shvua or a nether or a promise, that I'm not touching not a crumb of pizza, not a fry, not a sip of cider. Now you decide you want to take the guys. You take away your bias. Now the shayla is only does the chevron need, need, need pizza now. You're not taking a fry. Might be a good idea. Now it's a shayla. Does the chevron need pizza? It's just going to cost you money. Zehu, you're not getting a slice, not a fry. Then you can clear. Does the chevron need pizza now? Then it's a valid clear. I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, and I'll tell you, first of all, Avram Avinu didn't use a dollar for himself, not a penny. The money itself that he, that he but Avram Avinu's clearing, should I save light or not? Should I save light or not? It's a shailah, putting my life at risk. It's a big shailah in the parasha, how Avram Avinu fought this war. Is this enough to saving his nephew? Maybe, yeah, as a pekuach nefesh, he put his own life at risk. You have to clear, it's a good shailah here. Is it possible that he swore, I'm not taking a dollar, that, he, that, that the shvu, I'm not taking a penny, and if I, that was l'shmo also. But you don't put other cheshbonus here. The shaila was a shaila, is this kedai for this cheshbon? And Avram Avinu, not to mix in any other negeus, said I'm not taking a dollar from this word. So if I fight it, I'm fighting it. I don't know, I don't know, I don't know if you're even allowed to say this thing, I don't know. I'm telling you what this situation is making me think about. But I don't know. I don't know. I'm fascinated that he swore not to take a dollar. Now, on Melech Sedaim, somebody asked me, so why do you need Shalai Taimah and Yashariki Savram? Don't take that because of the Nagiyas. But he didn't know he'd get that. You're offering me now. So that if somebody there comes, comes with some money, maybe I should take that. That's Shalai Taimah and Yashariki Savram. But the Etzem Muhammad that I'm fighting, that I know I'm going to get millions, maybe, is it possible that he didn't want that part of the Cheshben of fighting? Some Rishonim learn, it means I swore already. I saw openly. I think Uncle Sivan Mashman that way, I've already sworn. I had sworn I wouldn't take. I don't know. I don't know. I'm fascinated by this. I have more to say about this. I'm going to have to wait till tomorrow. Because the chasna can't wait till tomorrow. So Beis Hashem will continue. We'll continue. I want to continue. There's more to say about this. But today, if we learn something, let's remember that first thing. That we could have all the f- deep, deep from cheshbonus. Somebody else shouldn't pay for our from. Okay.